0: I try to be that representation for other people that I didn't have, which is why I started my Instagram page, um, just to show other students of color, like, hey, you can do it. Let me be that representation that you probably don't have because I didn't have it.
1: That is Nia Powell, and this is the VIN Foundation's Veterinary Pulse podcast. I'm Jordan ben Executive Director of the VIN Foundation. Join me and our co-host and VIN Foundation board member, Dr. Matt Holland, as we talk with veterinary colleagues about critical topics and share stories, stories that connect us as humans, as animals, as a veterinary community. This podcast is made possible by individuals like you who donate to the VIN Foundation. Thank you. Please check the episode notes for bios, links, and information mentioned.
2: All right. Well, welcome, Nia. Thanks for joining us.
0: Of course. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. And uh, congratulations on officially finishing your first year of veterinary school.
0: Oh my gosh, thank you. It's weird now to tell people that I'm a second year, even though I still feel like a first year, but it's super cool to be done.
2: Um, Yeah, I want to get to that point. But first, I would like to hear what your favorite quote is.
0: Okay, my favorite quote is, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. I don't know who said it, but I stole it from a Cinderella story, that Hillary Duff movie. Um, And ever since I heard it in the movie, it just has really stuck with me. And I like it because, you know, a lot of times the best things come out of situations that you maybe might be a little scared about. Um, But if you keep pushing through it, great things can come out of those situations. And so I really try to keep that quote in the front of my mind with like most of the things I do.
2: I believe that was originally from babe ruth
0: oh look at that <laughs> if i'm not wrong uh,
2: I'm that's wrong cool oh <laughs> so am i <laughs> um yeah so we used to we used to ask people their favorite quote at the end of the episode mm-hmm. but i started doing it at the beginning to see you know to see where the quote kind of like shows up in your story yeah um, so let's get to your story then. Where were you born and raised and how did you get to where you are now?
0: Yeah, so I was born in Boston, actually, but I only lived there for a couple of years when I was small and then I moved to Chicago. And so I was raised there. Um, and so I yeah, grew up in Chicago and I've always kind of known I wanted to be a vet. And so I did a lot of like shadowing and things at hospitals there I worked for a couple of vets when I was in high school, just kind of work, receptionist, a little bit of assistant work there too. And then I went to undergrad at the University of Missouri, which is Mizzou um, to me and maybe anyone else in the Midwest. But um, I went to undergrad there and I started as an animal science major, but I thought because Mizzou had a vet school that their animal science major was going to be very focused towards going to vet school. And I found out really quickly that it's actually more focused towards the ag side of animal um, husbandry and things like that. And so I switched my major my at the end of my sophomore year and I switched to psychology and Spanish just because I had an interest in psychology and loved the psych classes that I was taking, but still kind of followed the pre-vet track. And so I graduated and had a quarter-life crisis, which basically just means I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> I've always known I wanted to be a vet, but... I came to this point where I couldn't I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a vet because that's what I wanted or if I wanted to be a vet because it's all I've ever talked about and all people expect from me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I took my gap years and I moved to Charlotte because I knew I wanted to go to NC State if I went to vet school and being in Charlotte would allow me to be in state and also closer as far as like moving if I ended up moving to Raleigh. So I did that and I worked as a tech full time and nothing will tell you whether or not vet medicine is for you besides being in a hospital 24-7 all the time, 40-plus hours a week. And so that experience really made me realize that I do love this profession and I do want to go to vet school. And so I applied. Um, I actually applied two times. And so the first time I had an issue with one of my credits and had to pull my application. But the second time my credits were all done and I got in, um, I applied to NC State and to Tuskegee. And then decided I got into both and decided to go to NC State. So that's how I got here now.
2: Awesome. Oh, I have so many... I have so many comments (laughs) slash questions. Okay, so first of all, we have Chicago in common. Um, I love Chicago. Yeah, me too. I lived there for, oh, this is a great segue. I lived there for six years before my quarter life crisis, which was...
0: (laughs) We all have one.
2: (laughs) Which was, uh, I was doing television production, like sports television production, and then decided that I wanted to go to veterinary school, Um, totally related. So <laughs> I, yeah. I went to the U of I, but, um, but yeah, those are the two things I wanted to touch on in terms of comments, but questions like, I mean, you said, you said North Carolina because you like, you knew that it was going to be North Carolina. If, uh, if you applied to vet school, but then what made you mm-hmm. decide Tuskegee later on, like to apply to. Tuskegee? Yeah. So
0: Yeah, I went to undergrad at Mizzou and I loved my experience at Mizzou. I wouldn't change it for anything, but Mizzou is not the most welcoming place for people of color all the time. And when I went my sophomore year, we actually had a whole like race war on campus and we were camping out on the quad and protesting and it was just, it was a lot. And so the way that kind of experience went for me, I knew that I wanted to go to a school that really embraced diversity And I knew that I needed to be around other students who look like me. And I was not getting that at Mizzou, but I knew that I would get it at Tuskegee and I knew that I would get it at NC State. Well, maybe not new, but really, really hoped I would get at NC State. And that's why I had heard that NC State is really big on diversity and being supportive of their diverse communities. And so that's why I applied to those two places
2: and only those two. And can you, I know it's not really related to the veterinary journey, but I, am just so curious, like, can you talk about the race war thing?
0: Yeah. So basically my sophomore year, um, there was an incident during our homecoming parade where the chancellor said something to, okay. So Mizzou has like two separate homecomings kind of, so there's general homecoming, but the black community at Mizzou. We call ourselves black Mizzou. Um, We do a lot of things ourselves too. And so we also have our own homecoming committee that is present on campus. And so there was something that happened between the chancellor and I think the students that were on the homecoming committee and it just blew up. And so they wanted to get him fired. They wanted all sorts of things done. And he pretty much refused to do that or to do any of those steps that they wanted him to do. And so it led to this big protest on campus and we were protesting on the quad there was a student doing a hunger strike and he was like i'm not eating until he steps down and so it was a whole wow. thing um yeah slept on the quad couldn't go to class and people there was a lot of backlash towards the students of color as far as people making threats and saying they were going to bomb the bcc which is the black culture center um and making a lot of um statements that just were not what i wanted to hear and not very supportive from the students not From teachers or anything like that, but it was just a lot, and I did not feel supported. I felt very supported by my other students of color and like the black faculty, but I did not feel supported by the university at all. And I don't regret it. I mean, I grew a lot from that experience, but I knew I needed to leave once my four years were up.
2: Yeah, I mean, have you have you experienced any like anything similar throughout your? I mean, like definitely throughout your time at. NC State, but also, like, before when you were working in clinics, like, any, um, any issues with, like, overt or covert racism?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, when I was in undergrad, a lot of people were like, oh, are you sure you want to go to vet school? Maybe you should tech or do something else, and just telling me, like, I couldn't do it. But overall, my advisor, at least at Mizzou, is super supportive, which is why I picked him, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and he always told me that I could go to vet school. I could be a good vet, but he was like the only person telling me that outside of my family. Right. Exactly. I mean, clearly I can, but I didn't hear that enough from a lot of people, only literally my advisor and then my family and my friends. Um, and then when I was working as a tech in Charlotte, there were just some things people would say. Um, I remember that there was one time when I was taking a dog out to a client, this was in the COVID time. So everybody was still in their car. And I was trying to explain to him about the care for his dog. And he refused to talk to me. He would only talk to my receptionist, who was also with me. Um, She's white. And so she kept telling him, like, I'm not the nurse. You need to talk to the nurse. I don't know any of the answers to your question. And he just, like, refused to talk to me. and would only talk to her. And so it's little things like that or people saying that their dogs don't like Black people that I hear all the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, those kinds of things. But as far as, like, NC State, I have not felt that way. I mean things happen everywhere of course and nowhere is perfect but I think coming from zoo and going to NC State like it sleeps and bounds better and I feel supported and we have a diversity committee where we actually work to make change and make sure that we're being supportive of our communities of color. We have a lot of safe spaces too which I really like. Um and so yeah, things have been great. I would not go anywhere else.
2: Yeah, I, I love NC State. I mean, I haven't been there. Um but I have also heard what you heard before you went and have mm-hmm. confirmed since you've been there that it's a very supportive place to be, um, yeah. especially for people of color.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's great.
2: I mean, there, I was going to say like silver lining the pandemic. I'm not sure how much I like that term just because the whole thing has been mm-hmm. like major bummer. But like, yeah it's easier to fire clients because there's so much business at veterinary clinics that like, yeah <laughs> that's, why, that's where my head went with that person who wouldn't talk to you. I'd be like, all right, go find another clinic then.
0: Yeah. Right. They didn't do anything. My hospital was like, Oh, that happened. Sorry to hear that. But um, yeah, it would have been nice if they would have fired them or at least been like, Hey, you should talk to our nurse and it's fine. And don't be weird. So,
2: so I guess like with an experience like that, is that like, Okay, I still want to go to vet school despite the fact that that happened or like I want to go to school because of the fact that that happened, or neither. Is it just like whatever like people suck kind of thing?
0: I think it mixed the two. I think at the beginning, it was discouraging. It was really, really discouraging when people would say that that kind of stuff or I would have those experiences. And I mean the black vet community is not large. And so I didn't feel like I ever had the representation that I needed to, or people I could even go to, to be like, Hey, this happened, please tell me I can do it. So I didn't have that. And I didn't see a lot of people like me who I could even really visualize outside of literally the animal planet TV shows, the vet life and critter fixtures like that (laughs) changed a lot for me when I was growing up because I would see them like, Oh, Hey, there's black people and people of color in this profession who are doing it, like doing the thing. And so a little bit of both. But I think that once I got older, I kind of turned the haters into motivators as the kids say, you know, (laughs) right. And so I would take those experiences and be like, okay, well, people suck, but it's fine. And you can still do it and don't let them knock you off the path that you know that you need to be on. And there's also something kind of motivating about seeing other students of color who are younger than me and knowing like I can do it and you can do it. And so I try to be that representation for other people that I didn't have, which is why I started my Instagram page actually, um, just to show other students of color, like, hey, you can do it. Let me be that representation that you probably don't have because I didn't have it. And so, a mix of the two.
2: Yeah, and I can't remember if that's where I first met you or if I met you because you you brought up the TV shows and it like I immediately flashed back to this <laughs> event, <laughs> this event on black TVM network where you were like, (laughs) like, (laughs) sorry, guys, I got to go. Like my TV shows. up, (laughs) And I was like, I don't play
0: with my TV shows at all. Like it's how I get through vet school. It's how I get through life. I don't miss the bachelor. I don't miss, this is us. I may have three exams and the bachelor is two and a half hours on a good night and I will watch it. Like my exam will wait. So yeah.
2: Uh I love that. Um thank you. for for everyone listening. This is how you create boundaries. Uh um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I don't I don't mean to be laughing at you. I I just like I I remember being there. Oh it doesn't bother like, me. I was like, whoa, that is serious. Like, mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> <I> Like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't play. I set alarms. My friends know. My classmates know. Eight o'clock on Wednesday, don't call me. Married at First Sight is on and I'm watching it for the full two hours. Computer closed, like, cell phone off. I might do laundry because I'm always behind on it, but I'm not doing schoolwork and I'm not answering your phone call. So,
2: yeah. (laughs) Okay, so now that you have finished one year, um, how did it compare to your expectations? And that can be, you know, that could be like, two questions because one, uh, like when you were growing up, but two versus, you know, the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Um, it was a lot harder than I expected. People have been telling me since I was five, like that school is hard. That school is hard. That school is hard. When I got to college, people would tell me it's like drinking from a fire hose. I heard all of the things I knew it was going to be hard. And week one, oh my gosh, like, (laughs)
1: I knew it was going to be hard, but it was hard.
0: It was really, really hard. And it's just a kind of hard you don't understand until you're in it, I think. And so even though people told me and I tried my best to prepare, I color-coded my planner, I color-coded my notes, I did all the things that I thought I needed to do to prepare. And there just was no preparation. That was enough. Um, So it was a lot harder I also liked it more than I thought I would, as weird as that sounds. Um, Vets and doctors and students and all sorts of people told me how much you're going to hate vet school and how much it stinks and how they would never do it again. But I really liked it, uh, despite having a lot of hard days and a lot of exams that I maybe wasn't completely prepared for and things like that. I really like being in vet school. I love all the things I get to do. I love wearing my vet school T-shirt and letting everybody know I am in vet school. School. Um, I love every moment of it, even though it's definitely the hardest thing I've ever experienced. So I think, compared to expectations, it was a lot harder. With the pandemic, um, I don't know anything any different. This is the only way I know vet school, of course, doing it from my bed and a little bit in class and with the 25 people who I do know. So I don't know how it really compares. Um, I miss the social interaction a lot. People always told me going in when I'd asked for vet school tips. Just bond with your classmates, be with your classmates, study with your classmates, get really close to your anatomy lab group. And I feel like I've missed all of that just with the pandemic because we can't be in groups. Um, NC State did it where we are split up into four cohorts. So our groups are 23-ish students and we can be with them. And then two cohorts will go in a day. So I kind of know some of the people in the other cohort. So maybe 40-ish. But the kids who are on the other day, I've never seen them. I know them through Zoom. And so that part has been really hard. I didn't expect that with the pandemic that you just like, you really don't get any of that social interaction and I miss it a lot. But otherwise, um, I mean, it's going well. I really like the way that NC State handled it as far as still being able to come in for some things. We get to come in for our labs and we get to come in for our TAU, which is our um, teaching animal unit, which is our farm class. So I like that we still get to come in for those. And I don't feel like I've missed out on those, but I feel like I've missed out on a lot of things as far as not being able to connect with my classmates, not really knowing how to sit in a lecture hall all day. I haven't had to do that yet. So a little nervous for next year, but I, you know, I'm going to roll with it. See how it goes.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, then not sitting in lecture hall for the whole day, my advice there would be just, just don't. Just go don't. Feel
0: like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I think I'm going to do. And just, Continue to watch the lecture capture. I want to be in the lecture hall one time, just so I can sit in the back with my blanket and say I did it. But other than that, I'll probably <laughs> still continue to be in my bed.
2: Um I what you said about it being a lot harder than you expected, um, even though you heard how hard it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that totally resonated with me. The hard, I don't know if um if this is why it was hard for you, but for me, it wasn't like any of the individual concepts were that mm-hmm. difficult to grasp it was just so much i was like yeah st- i you know would feel like i studied all night and then i'd look at all the stuff i had left to study in order to you know like check all the boxes for the exam and i was like there's literally no way i'm going to get through this it's yeah joke. i was like all right <laughs> like,
0: okay. that's it the the material isn't hard i can memorize bones i can learn how kidneys function but two days. Like you want me to know all of this in two days because tomorrow we're going on to something completely different and we're not going to review. There's no review days. Like I made that mistake first semester. Uh, I thought like, oh, the exam is next week. We're not, we're done. So we're going to review the next few days. No, 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 no. You go on to the next (laughs) chapter and you're just expected to still know it. So that was, yeah, that was crazy. And I had the same thing where the night or a couple nights before the exam, I'm like, okay, well, I've looked through osteology. I know a little bit of the nerves. Oh, wait, radiology? Still haven't touched it, but that's on the test too. We'll just, we're going to look at it before the test at some point And um, yeah, hope for the best. So <laughs> that was definitely the hardest part.
2: Um, okay, so besides the pandemic or any of the other stuff we've already gone over, um, is there anything that totally caught you off guard?
0: Um, outside of anatomy, not really. Um, I think just the amount of material was really the most surprising thing. Other than that, I really like it. And I think it kind of matches what I expected, but anatomy, man, they hand you a humorous and I'm thinking going in, like, you just have to know humorous and maybe like those bumps on the top. No, 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 no. All the bumps on the side, all the bumps on the top where it connects, where the vein connects, where the nerve connects. So I think that was maybe what I just didn't expect, the amount of depth that you really have to know. I mean, we're doctors, and so I know that we have to know a lot of depth, but every bump on the humerus was not what I thought we were going to be doing going in and every single nerve and where it connects. So I guess maybe just the amount of depth that you go into and how quickly they want you to learn it, that would be the craziest part for me.
2: All right. So that is why, because early on, after we met on Instagram, you said the 3d anatomy saved my life. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. hearing you say, it, yeah. it's like, Oh wow, it really did.
0: Um, and, oh, it did. I didn't even know that it existed until I posted about it on Instagram and was saying, I, there's no way I'm going to know all these nerves. And somebody DM would me and was like, have you tried the Venn anatomy tools? Um, what, what is that? And so I found it and yeah, definitely use it. If you're going into anatomy, use it. It's free and it's helpful.
2: So um I yeah, I didn't have that in Red School. It didn't exist. And I <laughs> sorry um, when, I, <laughs> when I first learned about it, I was uh let's say salty, just to keep mm-hmm.
0: it, I would have been too, yeah. Just
2: to keep it PG. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I too um, would have been salty.
2: I yeah, I'm thinking of uh i'm thinking of what you said about like you know you knew it um you knew it would be a good idea to go to nc state for cost too like did mm-hmm. you yeah did you uh like what were you like what were you thinking about in terms of cost and like what resources were you using at that point um yeah if, if a pre-vet is out there listening like what kinds of things should they should be on their radar
0: Yeah. So i I don't think I did as much research going into vet school as I wish I did. In the moment, I felt like I was doing a lot. And I looked at the cost really, really heavy. I made a spreadsheet of all the ones that I was interested in and put the cost on there. Uh, the AVMA has a price comparison tool. And then then you have one too. And so I would definitely use those to see, okay, if I'm in state in this state, what states are in my price range and what's super expensive and what's not. And I think that some of those numbers could be surprising. So definitely look at those. Um, But I knew NC State was going to be really cost efficient for me. I moved here, of course, to get in-state, which made it even better. But even as an out-of-state student from Chicago, it wasn't um, out of my budget or out of my price range. And it was one of the more cost efficient schools, which is why I picked
2: it. Um, yeah, VIN foundation has the cost of education math. And I, I really hate to be that guy who is like correcting <laughs> I, Just, so, no, just me. so folks aren't confused. Um, I think the other one you're thinking of is the AVMC.
0: Oh, might a be them. School. Yeah, I
2: think so. Um, but now, I mean, now I might be the one who needs correcting. Um, I don't know. But, honestly. Uh, I think it's that we will will fact check, but um, I just don't want to get any little pre vets confused.
0: Okay, yeah, one um, of those. I'm not sure. I could be completely wrong. In which case, fix it, please, because <laughs> I have no idea. But one of those, they have a price thing similar to yours. That's a map that I used. Uh, so look at that. I wish I would have looked at curriculum more. Now that I'm in vet school, I realize that curriculum is completely different depending on what school you go to, and I think that maybe my pre-vet brain just assumed vet schools are pretty much the same, but it's very different. And so I really like NC State's curriculum and how we do things, but it is different among schools. And so that would be my advice for sure for pre-vets, but also something I wish I maybe would have done a little bit more of. I'm happy where I am, but I got lucky and I could have really not been happy. So
2: look at those things. Okay, that is an interesting point. So do you mean, because I I don't think I've heard anyone say that. Do you mean curriculum like like what you learn or curriculum like when you learn it
0: a mix of the two so I knew going in that there's two and two where you do two years of didactic two years of clinical versus like three and one or some variation of that so I knew that going in because Mizzou is two and two and I grew learned most of my things through their vet school whereas NC State is three and one but outside of that just what you learn and how you learn it um, I talked to a girl who goes to Florida and she was actually telling me that their clinical year, you do your first two years. I think it's first two years of classroom. And then you go to a clinic for a year and do clinical rotations for just a year. And then you go back to the classroom and then you go back to clinics again to finish out. So you have like a a didactic block in between your clinics, which is totally different. I didn't even know that existed, but also mm-hmm. as far as like what you learn NC state doesn't have any sort of like biochemistry or organic chemistry where you're drawing shapes of anything, but I have a friend who goes to Mizzou and she had to do more biochemistry stuff. And I, biochemistry was not my thing. (laughs) I barely got into vet school because of biochemistry. And so, um, there's no way I would have wanted to do that in vet school and NC state
2: doesn't do that, but some schools do. Uh, So that I'm shuddering, just thinking about doing right. (laughs) more of that no it's so yeah. Illinois, yeah this is like you're you're right like it totally i mean it's because i i'm thinking in my head i'm like well you pretty much learn all the same stuff because you have to take the same Navilee and like right in illinois your first like our first day of vet school was in the clinics so we our first really months, yeah um they had just started it like our class is the second class to go through this curriculum um but they wanted to make it more like integrative and uh, like, so kind of like you're doing, you know, it's not quite two and two, but Uh it is like a little bit of clinics along the way. And so we had eight weeks of clinics, which was our first eight weeks of vet school. And um, then in our second year, our second eight weeks was in clinics. So we were split up into, you know, like eight week quarters. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, and then we had, and then after, um, after in our third year, after a third quarter, we just went straight into the clinics, like in the middle of March. So we ended up with like 24 extra weeks, which almost is another, you know, an ent- entire year, but it's not two plus two. It's like all along the way. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's different everywhere. So good. To- yeah. You know, I'm like looking it up before you go.
0: Yeah, I had no idea, and I just um, liked NC State and went with it.
2: But it would have been just, smart to look
0: into some of those things.
2: Yeah, I just went with Illinois because it was, um, you know, the insane cost of education. I was like, this is my mm-hmm. state, and I have a job. If I don't get in, I'll just apply next year. Like, this is <laughs> if I go to the vet school, it's going to be at Illinois. Um, but yeah, everyone's coming from a different situation. Um,
0: yeah, for sure.
2: So all right. So again, kind of like geared toward the pre vets. um, Knowing what you know now, is there anything you'd go back and do differently?
0: I don't know how many times I can say anatomy on here before y'all kick me off. But (laughs) that's what I would look at. Look, I wish I would have taken anatomy as an undergrad. It was offered at Mizzou, and I didn't take it. But I wish I would have because I think it would have helped. I felt behind in my anatomy class because most of my classmates, at least that I had talked to, had taken some form of anatomy and at least were kind of familiar. My memory's not amazing, so I don't know how much it really would have helped me or if I would have remembered any of it, but I think having a little bit of base knowledge would have been nice going in. I also wish I would have looked at schools more. I love NC State, and even if I could go back, I'd probably only apply to NC State because I love it a lot, but I wish I would have checked all those boxes to make sure before coming here that this was for sure the place I wanted to go and where I wanted to be. I didn't do any of that. I just kind of got lucky. Um, So those I think would be my advice. Also, if you can tech, tech at some point, because I know a lot of people who don't have a whole lot of technical experience. And I think being a tech has made me really appreciate my techs (laughs) now that I'm a vet student, but also has given me a lot of hands-on skills as far as being able to draw blood and place catheters and do those things And it has made me 500% sure that I want to do this because again, nothing will tell you whether or not you want to be in vet med besides being at a clinic 40 hours a week, all day, every day. So I think those would be my big three.
2: Okay. Yeah. I like that. And no, I mean, I I totally agree on the anatomy part too. I, I really wish I would have taken even like a human anatomy course at a community college, like something. Um, Because I always felt behind there. Uh, So another thing in terms of like what's different at each school um, besides the curriculum is grading. And Uh at Illinois, we had like all your, you just get one grade for the semester. Um,
0: You get one grade?
2: Yeah, or for the quarter. Uh, Oh. And like all your your grades are lumped into, you know, so what I'm getting at is I did not do well in anatomy um Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. if if that had been like separated out into its own grade I might not have passed first year um but it was it was put together with like other stuff that I did well enough and to average out to a fine grade and like you know and I that's that's part of why I didn't really like maybe like Uh, give anatomy my all was because I was like, all right, let's just strategically thinking like it doesn't seem like I'm picking this up and Uh the math says that I don't necessarily have to in order to like do what I want, which is to (laughs) make it to second year. um, Uh If that had been a different kick, like if it had been its own grade, I probably would have (laughs) spent more time on it. But um, anyway, yeah, like I know every school grades differently too. Like some do pass fail um, some do a, a single like so, some have their like you know an exam for each subject like we just had mm-hmm. exams every quarter like you've got your you've got your quizzes every friday and then every fourth friday it's like all your exams um interesting so, and like asking the the admissions offices like those questions is do, like i totally recommend that um to know what yeah. Do.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I remember as a pre-vet sitting in our pre-vet club, and it's in this big lecture hall in Mizzou's vet school. And so every time you would go in there, there's this huge calendar that they like would roll in the, the classrooms, and it's a, a calendar of all your exams and quizzes that you have like coming up for the month. And I just remember sitting there and looking at their schedule, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you have an exam all the time, and you just... <laughs> There's always an exam. And it freaked me out to know, and as a pre-vet student, that you really are taking exams every single day. But um, at NC State, at least right now, the way things were with COVID, I don't know if it would look more like that on a normal year, but we didn't have it like that. And so you're saying like y'all had exams every like once a month, every Friday. Ours were kind of random, but we also did it. We only had like maybe a couple of them a month. You didn't have them every day or anything. We have quizzes, several quizzes a week, but as far as big exams that I'm, you know, staying up all night on energy drinks for, we only had those a couple times a month. So way less crazy than what I was expecting. And as far as grades have definitely a touchy subject for me right now, because we just found out we're going back to grades and that's not what I want, uh. Uh, but we we're past bail for this past semester or past year, actually both semesters. And so- They made that executive decision for everybody to do pest fail. And so I definitely had a better quality of life because I wasn't worried about my anatomy grade because similarly to you, not my strongest class, not my strongest class, not my strongest class. And Mm. so if I had to worry about that grade, it would have, I would have been in my bed in the books all day, every day. But being pest fail really allowed me to take that load off and breathe a little bit more and to enjoy my life a lot more, because I knew I needed to know the material, I knew I needed to pass the exam, but I wasn't worried about getting an A, versus an A-, minus versus a B, versus a C, like, as long as you pass, and you know the material, that was enough, and so that's really what I needed, um, especially for the first year, but next year, we're going back to grades, and so I'm crying a lot on the inside, but we're gonna hope for
2: the best. I'm sorry for your loss.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm also sorry for my loss.
2: So, um, well, you yeah. know what Babe Ruth would say.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. Just get the degree. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, but I'm
2: thinking of it doesn't even matter in giant quotes with Babe Ruth.
0: It doesn't even matter. I'm going to put that on my wall next to my desk when I'm up <laughs> at four trying to learn pharmacology. It doesn't even matter. Just pass and know the stuff for your patient. But that A doesn't matter. It really doesn't.
2: Um, I'm glad you brought up the the pre vet club because it reminded me. I wanted to mention earlier the apply smarter page on the on the VIN Foundation website. Uh-huh. We we talk to pre vet clubs quite frequently about um, like the whole apply smarter toolkit, and so uh, for again for any pre vet students or any pre vet student clubs, um, that is that's like what we have designed for you. So we hope you take advantage of it definitely Um,
0: do
2: all right so nearing nearing toward the home stretch here what is one change you'd like to see in the profession or it could be multiple
0: okay yeah um of course i'd love to see more diversity it's so important to have representation in this field and there's not any and the lack of representation almost kept me out of this field and so Mm -hmm. that's definitely something i would like to see Um, but on top of that I'd like to see better overall quality of life for vets and vet professionals, vet staff, technicians, nurses, um, receptionists, kennel people. I, like, I don't care. We all I just want a, a better quality of life for everybody. Um, I think that we need to set more boundaries. I don't think we should be skipping lunch. I can think of all the times when I was a tech that I just wouldn't get lunch because my doctor ran over in surgery or an emergency came in. And that's just not sustainable. Um, I'd like to us to get paid the same as normal human doctors. Um, just, I mean, we work just as hard. Why would we be making so much less? I want us to charge what we're worth. Um, I want us to just have the better quality of life. So when pre-vets come to us and are like, hey, how do you like being a vet? I want to go to vet school instead of hearing, oh, this is the worst profession ever. You should do anything but go into vet school you're dumb for going into vet school, all things I've heard from vets, people can say like, I really love this career and I love this profession and you should totally do it. And that I want that shift to happen. So people hate their lives less less as um, vets and veterinary professionals, but instead really love the job because this really is a great field. And I just think that there's some changes that need to be done so that we're happier in it and can show that to people.
2: I love that.
1: I, I was like
2: <laughs> waiting to say something because I didn't, wasn't sure if you we were finished. But um, we have uh, when we when we release podcasts, we have these like audio teasers, and mm-hmm. I just I have a hunch like part of that's going to be in the audio teaser of this episode. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, seriously. laughs> Um Yeah, I mean the first thing you mentioned the diversity in the in the profession, like the. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, and this is from 2019, so I guess it's not like exactly reflective of today, but it's pretty close. Um, It says like when it divides out the workforce by ethnicity and race, it says it rounds down to 0.0% black veterinarians. Like that's how underrepresented people of color are in the profession.
0: I wish that surprised me, I know. <laughs> but it doesn't even a little.
2: I know. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah.
2: it it's is rough. one of those things that's like, yeah, it, it is. It's like, it's like shocking, but not surprising, I guess. Yeah, um, exactly. All right. And so if you, and again, this could be more than one, but if you could leave the audience with anything, what would it be?
0: I think for the pre vet community, I would just tell them, not to get discouraged and to keep pushing and if you want to be in this field be in this field and make it happen Uh, again i mean between my grades not being 4.0 as an undergrad and people telling me that veterinary medicine sucks and not to go into it and the lack of diversity there's so many things and so many barriers you have to overcome but had i let any of those keep me out of this field like i don't know where i would have been and i'm so happy that that didn't happen. And then I'm here. And so I would just tell pre-vet students, especially to just, if this is what you want go for it and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, because it really is a great field. And you'll, if this field is meant for you, I mean, you're going to love it. I sure do. So that's what I would tell pre-vets anyway.
2: All right. And anything you would tell your, your colleagues or your, you know, your vet student colleagues or your, um, the people who,
0: have paved the way for you oh my gosh yeah for other people in vet school I would just say hey we made it through this year and if we can do it through COVID (laughs) we can get through anything like this we made it through this dumpster fire that was (laughs) vet school in the middle of a panorama and so we did that and so we can do the rest of it and just keep pushing for them too but as far as like vets maybe be easy on us. I'm scared. So, and I don't know things. So be nice to us, please. Um, But for everyone who paved the way for me, thank you. Because, and everyone who encouraged me to be here, all the vets of color who encouraged me to be here and who I could look up to, just thanks because it was hard out here. And I'm really thankful that I'm here and I would not have been without seeing all of them and talking to other vets. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that. And I'm just going to say that blanket statement to everyone just being everyone should be nice to everyone yeah period paragraph
0: 100
2: all right well that sounds like a good way to finish the conversation
0: <laughs> be nice to each other thank you
2: yeah all right thanks for talking with us nia
1: no problem thank you for having me thank you for joining us for this episode of the veterinary pulse please check the episode notes for additional information referenced in the podcast if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow, subscribe, and share review. We welcome feedback and hope you will tune in again. You can find out more about the VIN Foundation through our website, vinfoundation.org, and our social media channels. Thank you for being here. Be well.